might be a Viking or a Saxon or a Roman, but tell me, do you like them? Would you sex them? Would you bone them? Would you go to bed with King Ethelred? Would you bunk William the Conqueror up in the sheets with Samuel Pepys? Mussolini was a meanie, led a fascist insurrection, but does he make you creamy? Does he give you an erection? Would you pork Richard the Duke of York? Does a boner start when you think of Bonaparte? Are you sexually aroused at the thought of Pol Pot? Historical hot or not? Hello and welcome to this, another bonus bang. We are still making season two, but here's another short bit of content to keep you ticking over until we release said season. I just want to apologise in advance for the sound quality, particularly on my voice. Kath and I record these episodes remotely from each other, and I thought I'd be really clever and record it in a cupboard in my house. I was under the impression that was really good for sound quality, and actually I seem to have recorded it in the most echoey, tinny room ever. I might as well have recorded it inside a giant, empty, corned beef tin. Rubbish. Anyway, here's the episode. It's the same format as usual. One of us pitches someone from history to the other. These bonus bangs, we're being a bit more whimsical with who we, who we choose. Anyway, enjoy, and see you in season two in a few weeks, maybe. Who knows? Yo, you've got a bonus bang for me this week, haven't you, Kath? I have. I'm, I'm, I'm bonus banking this week. It's Miss. She's 34, and she's from Kent. In. You, already. <laughs> yeah. Perfect uh, age, perfect place. I'll send a little photograph. This is her e-trothed profile picture. E-trothed, of course, is the the fictional dating app that our people use. Kath, are you telling me this person is 34? Yep, yeah, she's 34 years old. She looks about 70. Well, that's because the media does portray her as a lot older. And you shouldn't believe the lies of the lamestream media, should you, Kath, as Sarah Palin once said. Exactly. Is this Sarah Palin? Yeah, yeah, it's, we did, no. <laughs> <laughs> but just to describe what I'm looking at, this mm-hmm. is a, uh, I don't have the art knowledge to describe how this has been drawn. I can't say, it's oil on canvas. <laughs> I'm just going to say, it, it, it's a sketch of some kind, black mm-hmm. and white, a woman, is she in a wedding dress? Uh, yeah. But looking quite sad. Like yeah. Rachel from Friends in the first episode where she leaves her husband. And she's in a room where there's, there's clothes strewn everywhere. There's a mirror behind her. Can I try and guess who it is? Yeah, you can. Is it the woman from that Charles Dickens novel? Yeah, baby, it's Miss Havisham. Yes, I knew it was as well. Yeah. Is that Great Expectations? Yeah, that's the one. I have read that. That's the only Dickens I've read. Well, this, this raises an interesting thing because... With When you're assessing whether or not you'd bang a historical figure, it is important not to confuse that historical figure with media representations that we have seen. Yeah. So, for example, I'm right in thinking that Havisham has been played by Gillian Anderson, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Who is hot in any in any medium? In every medium, she's hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and also her declining years are showing no real decline. She seems to be getting even sexier. She's literally yeah. in that show, Sex Education, surrounded by hot twenty somethings, and she, she's somehow still the hottest thing in it. Yeah, yeah. But I can't confuse that. In the same way, Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted, big crush of mine, 
but that's not Joan of Arc. That's that <laughs> girl from the Go-Go's playing Joan of Arc. So I've got to put mm. these things out of my mind. Remind me of what Havisham's deal is. I kind of, uh, It was a while ago when I read the book. So uh, I'm just going to pick a few uh, of the descriptives uh, that Dickens has used, just so you get a flavour of the individual. So some ghastly waxwork at the fair. <laughs> is that how she's been described? <laughs> yeah, these are all ways that she was described uh, <laughs> in the book. A skeleton in the ashes of a rich dress. Wow. A woman who has never seen the sun since you were born. Talking to Pip, <laughs> of course, the protagonist. Hey, I'm of Irish descent, so I'm into women who have never <laughs> seen the sun. Don't worry about that. The admission of the natural light of day would have struck her to dust. Wowzer. Uh, she was the witch of the place. And finally, uh, she wore a withered bridal dress as like grave clothes and a long veil so like a shroud. So what we're saying is Dickens himself would not have put it in this woman. <laughs> no, no, I don't think he was a banger. Oh, actually, based on the description you've just given, I actually think this portrait you've sent me is actually quite good. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's flattering. Because the, the description you gave her makes it sound like skeletal. <laughs> Whereas this, I don't know, she just looks like a she looks like a sort of reasonably attractive fifth-year-old woman who just happens to be a bit sad. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting as well that the word spinster, it's like it's the female version of bachelor, and I'm a spinster, like anyone over the age of twenty-one. I've said that for years, Cal. <laughs> that math, uh, there's one thing I'll say: he's a spinster. Mm-hmm. Like anyone over the age of 21, a woman who's un over 21 who isn't married is a spinster. So you you say spinster and you think of like an, old, an elderly cat lady, but actually yeah. at 34, she was an old cat lady at the time. Yeah, and it, it, a bit of sexism there, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Nothing gets past Nika, because... Bachelor, you think of Bachelor, you think of George Clooney pre Amar, don't you? Like, mm -hmm. just a handsome guy who's plowing his way through the world and we all think he's a legend. But you say spinster has a slightly different connotation. It really does, and it's not fair. <laughs> I feel like with that, then, you've painted me into a corner, like, I have to say yes to her, or, <laughs> or I'm part of the problem. Well, but unless you've got any more information, I am I'm leaning towards no, and I'll explain why in a minute, unless you've got anything else. That's okay. I have got, so I've, I've written a little bit about her, um, so I'll give you her backstory, and then we'll see. Where you, where you land. Uh, so, Miss Havisham was the daughter of a wealthy brewer. Her mother died shortly after she was born, and her father went on to have an Ill illegitimate son called Arthur with the household's cook. What a guy. <laughs> uh, so, Miss and Arthur had a very strained relationship, not made better when she inherited their father's wealth and sat his house. So, she fell in love with a man called Compison and was warned against him by her cousin Matthew Pocket, but she was too much in love to listen and went ahead with a wedding. I mean, all the names in this just scream decades. <laughs> Mr. Pocket! <laughs> but I love him! Yeah. We've all been that guy, haven't we? We have. Unfortunately, her cousin was correct, and as she was getting ready to marry Compasson, she received a letter at 8.40 informing her not only was he not going to come and marry her, but he'd also taken all of her money. Oof. Bad, isn't it? But then there's a little extra sting left for wedding dress. Yeah, you can have your house, but all your money's gone. And all your clothes, you just have to wear this one thing. <laughs> the worst yeah. thing that you could be wearing as a oh. jilted lover. Rubbing salt in the wound and then picking at the wound 
so it never heals. But then I think wedding dresses are very expensive, so at least she got her money's worth. Yeah, like she could, if she wanted to get back on her feet, she could try and sell it. Mm-hmm. But she, I mean, she didn't. She had a, a mental breakdown. <laughs> came a recluse. It's okay to laugh because she's fictional. <laughs> yeah, she's not real. Although she's based on a real person. But uh, who, who's, she, who's she based on? It was a lady in Australia. Uh, I can't, Elizabeth something. I can't remember. I was going to write about her, but it was too sad. <laughs> so. so you thought, if I do the fictional version of her, then at least I can make a few jokes. Exactly. We can have a good laugh about this poor woman. Yeah. Um, so she, she never took off her wedding dress. She had all the clock stopped at 8.40. She left the wedding cake and breakfast on the table. And eventually her lawyer, Mr. Jaggers, uh, Mick, I think, before he joined the Storms, <laughs> he uh, he adopted a daughter for her called Estella because this was clearly the ideal environment to bring a child into. <laughs> yeah. So Miss decides to go on to shape Estella into the perfect heartbreaking machine. She eventually repents, though, does Miss, uh, realizing that creating more pain won't lessen her own, and her dress catches fire from the fireplace, leaving her with severe burns across her torso and throat. The surgeon who dresses them says that they are far from hopeless, but she goes ahead and dies anyway, um, a few weeks later, uh, leaving all of her money to Estella. Now, you'll notice that I was calling her Miss throughout this, uh, and that's because she doesn't have a name, you know, she doesn't need one, she's a lady. But a, a fella called Ronald Frame wrote a book in 2013 called Havisham, which sort of explores her backstory and uh, and decided that, fuck it, why not, let's give her a name. So he, she's called Catherine in that. Is that why you relate to her? Because you are also a spinster. You have a first shame, first name. Mm-hmm. And I wear that wedding dress all the time. You're wearing it now as we speak. I am. It, this grey bubbles <laughs> wedding dress. That's a joke only for the audio listeners because video watchers all know that's a joke. Kath is uh, uh, not wearing much because it's too hot today. It really Actually, that, that sounds weird. That sounds weird. That's not too much to the way there. Yeah, that sounds but, like I'm sat in the nude, which I, I'm not. <laughs> which would be weird I'm dressed in a full suit. So yeah. it would be two very different approaches to podcast recording. <laughs> so on that, would, would you fuck her? <laughs> uh, it pains me to say this. No. Okay. Not even with the burns. Oh, with the burns, definitely. <laughs> but until you get to that point, no, because and actually, I will posit this. Mm. See if we both knew her, and you were setting her me up on a date with her. Yeah. Well, I just, actually, I don't think you would. Actually, that's this is sort of what I'm getting at. I mm. think it, basically the reason I'm saying no is imagine if you actually went on a date and she showed up in a wedding dress, <laughs> and I told you that. Like, that would put that story you told me in the other episode about the guy gave you feedback on your Tinder profile. We put that into perspective a little bit, because you'd be like, well, I've got one for you, Kath. Went on a date the other day, and she showed up in a bloody wedding dress. Although, actually, now that I've said that out loud, it sounds quite funny, doesn't it? Like, actually, the goal of it is laudable. (laughs) A filthy, stinking wedding dress. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because I kind of feel like if I was a woman, it would be quite funny. Like, do you know what? (laughs) <laughs> Let's really test this. Imagine if I show up in a wedding dress, a, a dis- like a disgusting old one, and he still wants a second day. Yeah. That's a keeper. I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, <laughs> you, you, you can report back on that in next week's episode. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. 
it is legitimate, is it not, Kath, to not necessarily want to take on a project as a relationship? A hundred percent. And this woman feels like a capital P project. Mm. Uh, so I try and think in the nicest way possible. I like to think that I'd, I think we could just be friends and then try and help her through it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like saying, on your next date, why don't you wear some jeans and a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And not and, and not a, a bridal dress. Yeah, and I think as well, the reason why I probably would swerve this one is not, because, I mean, it's a really sad thing that happened to her, and particularly at the time, you know, it, it was ruinous as a woman to to be jilted in such a way, like you were never going to get laid again, which would break my heart yes. um, more than the, uh, the, the theft, I think. That's all you care about, Kath, isn't it? Cock. It is. <laughs> Oh my god! I've always, I've always said that <laughs> she's a spinster, and all she cares about is hard dick. <laughs> if ever anything happens to me, if I get attacked on the way home for a gig, that is getting played in the court. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like the defence for the male attacker. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, we have this recording of a good friend of even a good friend of hers called <laughs> Amy McCaffrey, who says, and I quote. She's a spinster, and all she likes is cock. Yeah, she wanted to have sex at some point, and that's all I did. I give her some sex. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter whether it was consensual or not. Did I hold a knife to her throat? Oh, who's to say? Uh, it's just PC gone mad, isn't it? When the woke brigade say you can't even hold a knife to a woman's throat anymore and force her into submission. Well gone mad. Uh, it really is. But I think she's just giving me incel vibes, you know? Like, she's like those men that just scream that you're a whore, and you're like, no, I'm not. What? what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are you being horrible? And then they're like, oh, God, no woman wants to fuck me. You're like, because you call them all whores to their faces. Why are you doing this? Because I haven't got laid yet. You're 19. There's so much time. You don't have to go down this path. Is she like an insult, or is she more like, because um, she's not driving cars into groups of people, whatever the... Equivalent of time would be like riding a horse into into a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. Is she not more like... Because you said she trained the daughter to use men and discard them, right? Yeah. So in a way, is she not like a sort of reverse pickup artist? Yeah. Either way, her personality is not sparkling. <laughs> She's not radiant. No. She's not like, Aiden, you should go on this date with this girl. She's a reet to laugh. That's, <laughs> she's, she's not got reet to laugh vibes. Do you reckon she could take a job? I think she could certainly, I think if you made a joke about men, she'd fucking love it. Mm. Like she'd laugh a bit too much and a bit too hard. Yeah. But then if she made a joke about her, like you yeah. went, she went, oh, do you want to come have dinner with me and my friends? Yeah. Uh, don't show up in a wedding dress or it's a fancy, a fancy dress. The theme is wedding dresses. I think she'd really <laughs> be like, she'd just give you a cold stare. Like that is low. Yeah. I feel like we're going a bit harsh on her actually. I actually have sympathy for her based on what's happened to her. Absolutely. I'd like to be friends with her and help her through this hard time. Mm-hmm. But me personally, I'm going to say no. I don't want a project. The wedding dress thing, I find her choice, but maybe not for me. Sorry, Miss Havisham, it's a no. You ain't going on the Bayo tap that history. No. I, that's a, a fair judgment, I would say. Historical hot or not. We hope you enjoyed this bonus bang. There'll be another one next week. Until then... Like us, follow us. Review us. Rent out one of those biplanes that has a stream of words <laughs> behind it that spells out historical hot or not. 
do all those things. Skywriters, what I want them to do is the skywriters to write in the sky, write a QR code in the sky, and then we can take a photograph of it, it'll take us to this website. Yeah. That's what we want. Spread the word. Yeah, or maybe we'll just get stickers printed, that might be cheaper. A lot cheaper. Actually, yeah, sorry, that's a good idea. We'll just do that. That's it for Historical Hot or Not, and remember, it's not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside of the coffin that counts. You have been listening to Historical Hot or Not. If you'd like to contribute, we would fucking love that. So you can find us, we're at coffee, buy us a coffee. Uh, don't send it to us personally, it'll be cold by then. Uh, but it's co-b.com forward slash hot not pod. Uh, send us some coffee, not real coffee, send us the money for coffee. Episodes written by Aidan McCaffrey and Catherine Nather. Our wonderful logo is by Richard Todd. And all music by David Eagle.